Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm the Vibe. And it's your girl, Queen K. I'm the Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Vibes and Vision. So, Queen K, how has your week been? It's been pretty good. Um, so, back to work tomorrow for me. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm happy about it, but <laughs> hey, it's May, be May. I'm thankful I have a job. Uh, oh, God. I just, you know, I just, I'm a, okay, I'm the type of person that goes off of other people's energy, and I'm still mm-hmm. working on me trying to calm down once negative energy is brought to me. It, it takes me a little mm. longer than most people. You know, most people can get over it, and they're, they're okay. Not me. Not me. I'm not that person. I'm still working on it. So I'm just not ready for my energy to be disturbed because I've been in a good headspace. But, you know, hey, mm. got to buckle down. I got some plans that I got to make. So, I'm thankful that, yeah. you know, um, still have a roof over my head. My kids are doing good. My son is coming out of his his little shell. He's been outside for the last, like, probably about a week playing basketball with these kids okay. that stay across the street. And he's really taking a liking to it. And if anybody knows my son, they know he's by himself, stays himself. But he's, you know, he's blossoming, so I'm happy. Um, we've been going awesome. over the Bible plans together. So it's, it's been really good. My son's birthday is coming up, so I'm I'm excited. Um, just okay. just full of positivity these last two weeks. I can't complain about nothing. Uh, what about you, Complex? Um, it's been a good one. I got emotional the other night. I was scrolling through my phone, and I came across my nephew when he was on his uh, hoverboard back in, like, 2017. His voice was so squeaky back then, and I was just changing. I'm like, huh. Like, I remember the days I used to wonder what is his voice going to sound like when, you know, he starts hitting puberty and now it's here. So, yeah. Anybody out there that be wanting to rush time, just live in the moment and enjoy it. That's the best thing I could say. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, y'all. So I'm going to jump right into the AO Queens and Kings quote for the week. I have two. Both of them are sponsored by Pinterest. Um, Okay, so the first one says, there is a past version of you that is so proud of how far you have come. Y'all, we have to remember to look back and, you know, be proud of the small victories. So we we put ourselves down so much. We think we haven't came so far. But I guarantee you are not the same person that you were last year or the year before that. You have grown. You You have some small victories that need to be celebrated. I don't care. If it's losing two pounds for that whole month, so what? Celebrating you're two pounds lighter. I have to tell myself mm-hmm. this all the time because I'm so stuck with, oh my god, nothing's working. But I wasn't here where I'm at right now. I could never two years ago or a year ago. So I have to remember to celebrate the small victories because you know, That's hey, right. you need to celebrate yourself. Okay, and my second one is be so rooted in your being that nobody's absence or presence or presence can disturb your inner peace. With me, this is just, I'm so used to being a people pleaser and wanting everybody around and wanting to make sure everybody else is good. No, I need to tap in and put that energy into myself. That way, I don't know if they're not there. I don't know if they're not happy. You know, I I do want to give, but I have to pour into myself. I can't pour from an empty cup. So I have to be so into me and so into working on myself. It's going to be selfish. I'm not going to lie. But it's to the mm-hmm. point where I don't have to run after people to be in my life. I don't have to hold on to people that I know no longer serves their purpose in my life. I can be free to let them go, and I'll be okay and not, 
you know, down myself about it. So that's what we have to do, y'all. So that is my mm-hmm. A.O. King and Queen quote. Okay, so, y'all, tonight's episode is uh, That's So True is me and Complex's freestyle. Um, it's our freestyle episode where we pretty much just, we just talking, y'all. We about to get some stuff off our chest. We found a couple of memes. We about to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. I hope that y'all talk about it with us on Instagram and stuff, but that's what it's about. Complex, were you going first? I'm sorry if I spoke out of turn. No, no, you have to introduce this week, so you speak first. Okay, cool. Okay, so I did right. All right, y'all, see? I didn't even know that. But, um, okay, y'all, so my meme, Complex, I found it on uh, Instagram. My cousin Mm -hmm. actually shared it. It says, your competition isn't other people. Your competition is your procrastination, your ego, the unhealthy foods you're consuming, the knowledge you neglect, the negative behavior you're nurturing, and your lack of creativity. Compete against mm-hmm. that. That spoke yes. heavy volumes to me. So I just want to know, do you feel what this quote is saying, or is it off somewhere? No, it's definitely on point. Um, we have to be our own competition. The only person that we should be trying to be better than is the person that we were yesterday. But it's real easy for us to get distracted and look at other people's lives and just feel like I'm not there yet because I think that we focus on what's missing from our lives and we don't celebrate those small victories or small wins that we get. So it's like, you know, prime example, I would love to get married one day. <laughs> just to hear people say my husband and everything, it's like, oh, yes, <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's like, and, and my job doesn't make it any better because, like, when we ask for marital status, you know, it used to be single. Now it's never married. Well, damn, you know, why why, mm. why is it never married? You know, like, it. I'm just saying that as, an you know, as one example, but when you focus on what you don't have, it's like it drains you and it makes you emotionally, it, it, it makes you emotionally, like, upset, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I'm yeah. not where I want to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have, so I don't have the energy to be my own competition. Yeah. With me, it, it, I got to say, like, I I feel like I I need to compete more with myself because, like you said, we do have to be a better version of ourselves. And each day, you know, as we're learning and we're growing and learning new things about ourselves and closing chapters, um, we fail to realize that the competition is really within ourselves. It's not other people, but I feel like society mm-hmm. and then our upbringing has made us believe that we are competing against others, and that's not yeah. the that's not the thing. You know, that's not what we're competing against. Okay, so I do have a question because you you did say that we uh, are really just competing with ourselves. Do you think that it gives us more motivation when we think that we're competing against somebody else? Or, you know, are we just too scared to co- really compete with who we are better in ourselves? Mm, I don't know. I, I, think, I think for me, if I'm trying to compete with someone else, I crash and burn because you said it before, you know, what's for you is going to be for you. So if I'm over here mm-hmm. trying to compete with somebody, like, you know, like, oh, you know what I'm saying, she lost 10 pounds. Let me try to lose 10 pounds not realizing, like, you know, what she did, her body may be able to drop that that weight more quicker than mine. You know, it, I feel like mm-hmm. when you're, it's okay, it's like, I look at it like a race. 
if you're over mm-hmm. here, you know what I'm saying, your own lane and everything, and you're not focused on anybody else, okay, you know what, I, I just I just got to, you know what I'm saying, just keep going, focus on my breathing, you can do this. Like, if you're motivating yourself, you'll pass everybody else. But if you're looking at the next person, and while you're racing, you're going to run into a wall because you're so focused yes. on them. You get what I'm saying? You're so focused on them. So, I don't yeah. know, I just feel like you crash and burn when you are trying to, when you only get energy to compete when you're competing against somebody else. Yeah, with me, it took me a while to realize, like, whatever blessing is for me is going to be, you know, whatever God has for me, I'll say, is going to be for me. It took me a while to come to that. Like, I always thought that I needed to compete with the next person. Like, okay, so they got that. So now I'm about to work 10 times harder so I can get it. No, they're not about to have one step over me. I'm about to show them that I can do, you know, because that's how it was in my family. We always competed. Mm -hmm. Like, who got the best outfit or uh, who cooked mm. the best, or which kid, which uh, family was better dressed? Like I kid you not, it started at a young mm. age. Like, and I didn't realize it was like competition within our family, but it is. Like your kids have yes. to have the nicest outfits on holidays, or your kids gotta have the biggest toys on Christmas to show up. Like it's always been a competition my whole life, and I felt like that was my motivation right there. If they got something that I don't have, now I need mm-hmm. to compete so that I could get what they got, just to say, aha, I could do it too. So I've lived my life, for a majority of my life, I've lived my life competing against other people, not realizing the real fight is with myself. And because I know that I'm competing against myself, I'm not going to lie, I didn't didn't slack off. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do it this day. I'm not going to do no soul searching (laughs) and no healing today. I have backed off, like, some days, but, like, when I think I'm about to compete against somebody else, baby, I don't care. I will work until my back break, okay, just to get something better than what they have. It does give me motivation. I mean, now I'm learning, like, nonsense. Compete with yourself. And, baby, when I tell you, looking in that mirror, like, all right, what are we going to do today, Nat? So it has mm-hmm. definitely been, um, it, yeah, I, I, I definitely found the motivation competing with other people because I don't want – who wants to face their own problems? You know, nobody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It so, just made me think about – I'm sorry. No, I was going to say it just made me think about back in high school when um they put the dress code in place. So, like, oh, it'll stop bullying. Around senior year, mm-hmm. people were still com- people were still competing. Oh, don't vote for her. She got her khakis from Rainbow. Look, they're still yes. Like, what the heck? Like, I don't know. You made me think about that. Like, you you see friends sabotage each other, but I think it comes mm-hmm. down to comparison. Being compared, you know, against your siblings growing up, and I don't know why parents think. I don't know why they thought that that tactic was a good tactic to compare each other mm-hmm. to each other because then you end up making the siblings hate each other and once you pass yes. on it's like we got all this beef and animosity towards each other that we can't talk about because mm-hmm. I was that sibling that was competing with my other one when they got the attention I wanted that attention and I felt like well damn y'all getting attention fucking up and here I am busting mm-hmm. my ass trying to get A's and get through high school and they still not looking at me all right, let me go ahead right. and go to college. Let me see what they'll do this time. Still nothing? Okay, damn. Let me go back to that. Like, I've been in a <laughs> constant competition with my siblings since I was younger. Like, it never failed. It, and I've, I'm starting to realize, baby, stop. Like I said, like, whatever is for me is going to be for me. So, hey, if I didn't get the attention, my mom broke it down to me when I was younger. She was just like, 
we felt like you were the strong one. You had it together, so we didn't have to watch you. We knew that you was getting A's in school. We knew that you, you know, were doing what you're supposed to do. They needed us because they were crying out for help with their tactics. And I'm just like, well, no, you still have to pay attention to the other child, too. I am here, so I've always felt invisible. Like, that middle child syndrome right. shit, that is so true. Like, so true. Mm. Um, have you ever felt like that before? Like, you were invisible? Um, Yeah. I mean, I told you, like, when I used to be quiet back in the day. But, no, I was going to ask you, or did you have another question? No, go ahead. No, I was going to um ask you, like, do you think, because um, you had said something earlier about comparison. Oh, my God. When, well, okay, when you had said that your parents, um, you know, your, your siblings, like, were bad and everything like that, and you were getting A's and B's mm-hmm. and you weren't seen, do you think that when we're so busy focusing on competing with somebody else that there's somebody out there that's looking at us like we got it all and we just don't even realize it? Like, because when you said that, it just made me think, like, with dogs, Watching This Is Us, okay, prime example. You know, mm-hmm. I seen the episode where Kevin and Randall finally had a talk, and Kevin said, you know, Randall, you just had it all. You know, he was like, by 22, 23, you know what I'm saying, you had a financially stable job, you had a beautiful family, and I just felt stuck. So I say that, like, mm. even though your siblings were, like, selling, do you feel like they looked at you like, damn, she got it all the way, all the way together. She going to be good. You know what? I I didn't even think about that. Like, you just really put that in, and they probably did. They probably felt mm-hmm. like, well, shit, she got it going, you know, because I will say my sister did have a talk with me when she finally mm-hmm. graduated uh, high school and then she went off to college. She was like, shit, I seen you do this, you know. I seen you graduate. I seen you go to college with two kids at the time, going yep. online and working full time. So I just wanted to – and I never really, because I was so busy trying to compete for attention, I never even realized that my sister was trying to compete so that she could be up, yeah. up there where she thought I was. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's all a perception thing. How we take stuff is not how everybody else sees. Everybody got their own interpretation or perception of mm-hmm. how things are playing out. Like, to me, I just yeah. felt like I was invisible. But to them, they probably felt like, oh, she don't get in trouble. She got good breath. So, yeah, thank you yeah. for Girl, hell yeah! I ain't think about that. Uh-uh. I ain't think yeah. they cared enough. <laughs> Sorry. Because my cousin asked me that before. She was like, "Do you think that your sibling is jealous of you?" And I don't think we ever want to see it like that. Just like we try to make excuses for the way our parents treated us. Because like, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, I didn't hear some stories like mom saying that they didn't taste their child and shit. And I'm like, this is low key abuse. But I'm laughing Whoa. because. This, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm not saying no names to incriminate nobody, but I'm just saying I've heard stories of, like, how parents discipline their kids. And it's like, here I am laughing about it because I'm like, oh, shit, you know, my mama slapped the shit out of me before. It's like we made excuses for that. We made it, oh, you know, when she had mm-hmm. a reason to beat the shit out of me. You know, like D.C. said, his mama chokeslammed him before. Like, you know, we make, we don't want to see it as toxic, so we don't want to believe that, our siblings is jealous of us, but it's like, you know, just like, just like we have a different perception of stuff. They have a different perception of stuff. It's like, I know for sure, like my mom definitely used to make my sister feel very, um, she used to make her feel very 
low about the decisions that she made. Like, my sister was very rebellious. You know, she skipped school. She dropped out. And it's like my mom used to just get frustrated and say, you're just so dumb. Instead of just asking what is wrong, where do we drop the ball mm-hmm. at? You know, what do you need? Because a lot of these decisions that we do, it's out of just not feeling, like, feeling stagnant in life, not feeling worthy enough, you know what I'm saying, like, and just feeling like something's missing. But it's like my sister ended up kind of not hating me, but, like, we it, it, it pulled, like, we – it's a big wedge between our 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 um our bond. Like we are not close mm-hmm. because it's like she felt like I got better treatment than her, and it's like I wasn't mm. trying to get better treatment. I was just trying to basically compete for the same attention that you're trying to get, Sweetie. Because I thought A's and B's would keep my mom at home. I thought A's and B's would get my grandma to tell me that she loves me. I wasn't trying to do this to be better than you, but I don't know what they were. I don't know what they were telling her out of frustration. You get what I'm saying? So that's why I asked that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now that I've been just sitting here just thinking, reflecting back, like, yeah, they went through a mm-hmm. lot. And I feel like my parents kind of dropped the ball with not asking them, you know, being so quick to be angry or yelling at them. Yep. They didn't ask them what yep. was going on. That part. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I, I got one more question. And then uh, you can go ahead with yours. Um, okay, so looking okay. inside of yourself, what two major things do you need to compete with? Girl, I need to sit with my damn self. I need to really compete <laughs> with tuning into myself and not distracting mm-hmm. myself. And um, I also need to really battle with my procrastination. Like, today I woke up. And I'm like, Tasha, just try to type right now. Because every time I try to write, because I'm on the last fucking chapter of this book, and it should not take this long. No apologies. Queen K can tell y'all. She didn't hear from me for four months because I was just in mm-hmm. writing mode. I think I'm getting tired of, yeah, I think I'm getting tired of writing about this. So now it's like, uh, like I'm just dragging it. But today I actually had energy to write. So I think I'm going to okay. change up you know, the time, because, like, at, I be wanting to write at 9 o'clock at night, and it's like, you know, bitch, you 30 now. You got to go to sleep. You know, like, <laughs> you, ain't, you, ain't, you ain't in your 20s no more. So, like, I really need <laughs> to compete with my procrastination, and I need to compete with, um, I'm not even going to say sitting with myself. I need to stick to my boundaries. Like, if I have my mm. phone on do not disturb for a certain amount of time, keep it on do not disturb. Quit looking at mm. your damn phone. Do what you got to do. Get your work done. Like, have some boundaries for yourself. Like, that's what I need to compete with. What about you? Oh, okay. So, mine is um, (laughs) I need to compete (laughs) with a lot of shit, okay, first off. But the main thing, (laughs) the main thing is my, this attitude that I got, like, I'll get it on my own. I don't need nobody's help. Like, I'll go, mm-hmm. and then I have to compete with going silent. No, no. You know, I know what? No, the one thing I need to work on is my anger. Okay. My anger and me, uh, what did I say first? Damn. You okay, said, well, my anger is one. You said your anger, and you um said, like, having this attitude of I can get it on my own, like, not needing nobody. You're oh, independent. yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, there we go. This ind- uh, It's okay to be independent, right? But I take mm-hmm. it to a point where I'll be over here, like, 
stressing out because I need to make ends meet, but I will not ask anybody for help. I say to myself, if I can't get it on my own, I won't ask nobody for help. And I let a few incidences get to me and get me and shape me in that way. But I realize everybody is not built like those people that have wronged me when I've asked for help, you know. Um, They're not going to talk about me. But I, in my head is, oh, no, you cannot go to nobody. You better suffer this out, figure it out, do a, do a bunch of heads if you have to. So what if your body tired? So what if your knees cracking and your back snap? You are right. <laughs> like, y'all don't really, y'all don't yeah. understand how, if I know that I'm behind on something, if I, I can't make ends meet, I will pile, like, four or five clients in one day. Like, nonstop, oh, I'll be braiding from sunup to sundown. My body, like like Complex said, bitch, I'm thirty. I can't, I can't do this no more. My body is screaming, baby. So, yes. but I, you know, I gotta knock that down. I need to, you know, let people in because some people are here to genuinely help and don't mind. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm trying to abuse that or nothing, but I'm just saying sometimes, hell, I need help. I, I do. Hey, I do. Um, and I need to be able to admit that. That is my big thing. Like, when I need it, I will not admit that I need help. I'll just try to figure it out. Um, and my anger. I let my anger, I let an incident consume me for the whole day. I'm really trying to work past that. It used to be a whole month. Y'all, I feel like I, I got to celebrate my small victories. It might be a day or a couple of hours, but it's way better than what it used to be because I could carry on a grudge. But I really feel like that's hindering me from a lot of stuff. Like, it's mainly hindering me from a healthy mental state because I stay angry about a situation for a few hours, and I shouldn't let it take up that space. Once it's over with, I should be like, all right, cool. Or I shouldn't even let somebody take me out of my character. But like I said in the beginning of the show, when that negative energy, I've, I've worked so hard to become this person, to become Queen K or to become an elevated version of Connect, that I like to protect my peace of mind. And when you bring that negativity to me, I absorb it, and I will run with it, babe. I feel like my attitude can be worse than yours. Like, it's that competition thing again. I told y'all I'm working on it, but I will make you feel my anger. So I really don't Mm. want that. I want to be peaceful. I want to be happy. So that's where I need to compete with. I need to figure out how to compete with it because – I make myself angry when I try to compete, you know, with myself. But I'm going to work on it. But those are the two things, y'all. Now that you said I I missed, I messed up, it's not independence. You've got to work on pride with the first one because I'm too prideful. To All right, there we you. go. There go the that, word. That's what it is, yeah. I'm too prideful. I'm like, shit, she reading my life because I swear I will starve before I ask somebody for somebody. But, um, okay, going into mine. I found this. I got dragged. My cousin shared it on Facebook. It's by Pretty Amina of, off of Twitter. She said, we rejected men who were going to make us wives for guys who made us single mothers. Men are not trash, but our taste for men is trash. Therefore, dear men, we are sorry. So, um, <laughs> I just want to talk about it. Don't so, you ask um, me nothing. What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> What's your thought? Yeah. <laughs> I just said, don't ask me nothing. <laughs> Lord. Okay. <laughs> so, not saying that I have not came across a guy like this, y'all, because I, I, 
I'm too shy. I'm I'm really too shy when it comes to even approaching a guy or letting a guy approach me. Like I was just telling Complex the other day, I gave this guy my number, but as soon as he called, I think I'm gonna block him out of my fear, right? <laughs> but I do feel like that is, is some truth to that because mm-hmm. you know we don't look at the whole picture. Once a, once a guy come along. And they got all, well, what we think is most of the qualities that we want. Like, I think we get consumed with the looks and they honeymoon phase mm-hmm. where we don't see all the red flags. You know, I feel like in a relationship, when you get into a relationship with somebody, you need to start, well, I know now that I need to look at those red flags. Every time I get a uh-uh moment, I need to walk away. I'm sorry. I owe myself that. Now, because mm-hmm. I am, I did pick the guys that just made me a single mom. Like, I'm a single mom with three kids now because of my choices in men. Um, and I should have seen the red flags, you know. But, I, like I said, wrapped up in the honeymoon phase, thinking these guys was all that I needed. Uh, the first relationship, really, really young and stupid. Um, second relationship, being wrapped up, ignoring all the red flags. And, lo and behold, here I am, two kids later. Mm-hmm. And I probably feel like I've curved a few guys um, that wanted to genuinely talk to me or take me out because I was dealing with the knuckleheads, you know, because we get addicted mm-hmm. to that, that bad boy stuff. That's what we want. I don't know why. We wired weird sometimes, men. So <laughs> excuse us. But, yes, like that quote said, I'm sorry. No, no. No, you're fine. Um, I definitely agree with you. And I think, like, it's the imagination that we get caught up in. And this imagination, it's like, okay, because I've definitely rejected guys who was, like, really ready to make me a wife because it's like you say, you get addicted to the bad boy face, but it's also that love language that we're looking for. So if you're not, if you haven't been told I love you by anybody in your family, the manipulator that's saying it because he's reading you and he knows all I got to do is say this to get her to be like this. So if you're talking to mm-hmm. him versus the guy that's just really trying to get to know you, but he's not moving fast enough, you know what I'm saying? He's not calling every day like this one is. Well, if a, a right person in their right mind who's emotionally secure will understand, I want to talk to the guy that's not calling as much because he's busy. Mm-hmm. But we take it as, nah, he over here playing games. This one's more consistent yep. and everything like that. It's like, Joan off the of girlfriends when uh um Sean, you know, the one she was dating, he was like, you know, how about you, you base your self esteem of how quick I get you in the bed rather than looking at the time I spent talking to you, getting to know you. It's like we go for mm. the person that is going to speak to our desires versus the person that's going to speak to what we really need. You get what I'm saying? Like I'll give you a fun example. Um, one time I was talking to a guy, just his friend. And I said that I don't want to be in a relationship. I can't entertain a relationship. And it's like our conversation was really good, but it's like every day I'm expecting to talk to him. And then it's like when I wouldn't hear from mm-hmm. him, I'm getting all upset, like, here we go again. It's like, well, why are you getting upset? You told him that you didn't want to be in a relationship, so you can't mm-hmm. expect him to talk to you every day. That imagination that we get up in, like that that we get caught up in, yeah. and that's what makes us pick that toxic guy. So, my next question for you that made me think of a question. Um, feel like another reason why like we we reject those type of men is because 
we're not used like like we don't feel like we're worthy enough of that type of love that they're willing to give. Like you know the the mm. lavishing you with gifts and you know like cuddling with you and giving you all these compliments. Because I know that shit makes me cringe when you you call me beautiful too much. It's like what do you want? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I, it doesn't seem genuine. I definitely feel like that. I feel like okay, I can speak for me. I can't speak for everybody, but just for me. Like what you just said, a man calling me beautiful, it it makes me cringe too. It's just like, okay, what you want? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, that's what that's how I associate with it. And it's due to our past history. And I'm not just saying our past relationships. No, it's about what we saw growing up. We don't, we mm-hmm. learn about what love is. Like that's our first image of love when we see how our parents are, you know? Um, so I personally didn't, <sighs> I, y'all, my vision of love is not peaches and cream. It's not. It's you stick with this nigga throughout whatever he puts you through, and you just hope to make it. You know, that's how I thought love was, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So when a guy comes along that wants to do all this stuff, it's like, okay, what he want? Why is he buying me this? No, I don't want you to pay for this. You know, you automatically get on the defense because you don't know. Uh, I know for me, I don't. No, I'm I'm learning how to fully love my own self right now because I have to mm. unlearn a bunch of bullshit. So I'm learning how to love myself right now. So I'm not used to that type of treatment just yet, which is really sad, mm. but it's just due to what I've endured my life, you know, in my whole life. Um, So, yeah, I think that when we're not used to, when we haven't been properly shown what love is and what it looks like, like a healthy relationship, I feel like, yeah, mm-hmm. we do cringe or don't want that guy to come around because it's like, okay, you everybody got something to gain. You know, you can't just be doing this just because you love me. No, nah, it's something that you want. You got you know, you got another motive to this. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, now that you say that, um, whew, ripped a little bandaid off. So it was this guy that um, when I, okay, Living with a guy that was abusing me out there, y'all, I never really considered it a relationship because he played a lot of mind games. He liked the fact that he could control mm-hmm. me, but he would always say, I want you to know we're not together. So um, my little savage self was texting um, different guys and everything like that just to try to, like, entertain myself and to get myself out of that mode. And I remember this one guy had took me out on a date, and um, – I, he asked where I want to go, and I was like, I want to go to Chipotle for a date. And when mm-hmm. we got there, he was like, this isn't a real date. You know, he was like, I thought that you would say that you wanted me to take you, you know, to be, to a spa to get your massage and everything like that, take you to a nice dinner mm-hmm. with candlelight. And I don't know, it's like I just felt like he was judging me at that point because it's like I was so scared to ask for that. I've always wanted that, but I was always scared to ask for it because I was used to guys that gave the bare minimum. So it's like, I don't know, I I was just like turned off, like, okay, just take me home. I feel like you're judging me. So mm. that kind of like, yeah, I know, right? Because I just, I wasn't used to it. I, I wasn't yeah, used to it. I didn't feel like I was, yeah, I didn't feel like I was worthy enough. So, but then... Uh, I turned around, like, you know, like uh, some years later after, you know, I left the abuse and I got back in touch with him, I felt like I was ready for what he was willing to offer, but not realizing you're more broken than I could deal with you. You know, like, it was like, I wanted him, okay, I'm ready for you to give me that now. 
and he was just like, no, I'm straight. So do you think, like, have you ever, or, like, like, can you speak on it from a general perspective, like, where a woman who has been broken down and tries to go to, like, the next guy, do you think they can, do you think that they can see on us how broken we are before we can? I think they can definitely sense it. Um, men, you know, just like women, we got our little radar. They have it too. <laughs> Do they use it often? Probably not. But I feel like a man that's secure, <laughs> a man that's secure in himself, he can sense. Okay, baby girl, have been through a lot. I'm gonna just back off of her. You know, because it's it's like the energy <laughs> that we give off. Like they yeah. can sense. Okay, yeah, no, nah, you wasn't there before, and ah, the conversation it ain't really hitting. Like you know. They have that intuition too, and we need to realize that. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, he, yeah, men definitely have it. They can, they can sense when we, when we're broken. That's why some men can prey on us when we're broken. Like, have you ever huh, noticed? Like, you get the same type of guy, like that comes yeah. to you. That's because they can sense when you're broken. They know how to manipulate and use that to their benefit. So, I definitely mm. feel like men do have that radar as well. And that's fucked up. It's, it's like, just leave yeah. me alone. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, leave me alone. That's right. Wrong. Like, who told you? Man. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So we we get in deep with this. Now, <laughs> do you think that, um, like, okay, speaking on this, do you think, oh, gosh, what do you think it's going to take? for us to, like, start attracting the one that we want. Like, you know, like, because I be feeling like, dog, I know I love myself, so why do I keep attracting these fucked up men? But then it's like, okay, you know, God will show me, no, you still got to work on this. So, like, what do you think that Mm -hmm. you need to do within yourself to attract a man that wants to make you a wife? We need to do, okay, and I, I, uh, here we go. I've realized in order to attract the right man, we need to first write out a list of everything that we want in the man, and then we have to be that list for ourselves. If we want a man mm. to be a traveler, we need to get our ass out there and travel. If we want a man <laughs> to take us to spas and take us to nice restaurants, we need to do that same shit for ourselves. They yeah, ha- yeah. We, you know, we have to be able to tell them what we like. We can't, you know, we have to put hold ourselves to a high standard. We have to treat mm-hmm. ourselves. Whatever man you want, you have to be able to do whatever you asking him to do. If you want him to be financially stable, you better make sure you make it just what you want him to make or maybe you're leaving a little more. If you want him to have a car that's up and running, you better make sure your car is up and running. You have to create that energy around you. That way it will attract to you. Like, I feel like I've attracted the same type of man because it's written on my forehead. Up, she'll nurture you up, she'll take care of you up, she'll get you where you need to be. But no. I realized that, okay, I'm going to write out a list of what I want, so I want my man to be able to travel. I didn't took trips since January. Like, I'm going to make sure I am that man that I want. Like, not trying to be funny. I know that's how it sounded weird, but that's the only no, way that you're going to attract somebody like you. Like, that's the only way yeah. I feel like. You have to that's be right. like-minded. That's the only way y'all going to attract, so. I really feel like you have to be a reflection of that. Do better for yourself. You want your man to be in shape? Hell, you get in shape. And that's the part <laughs> I'm struggling with right now, baby, okay? I ain't going to do that. I'm just saying, you know what? It's okay if he got a little belly guy. It's okay. We're going to work on this together. But, no, 
you have to want what you want and you have to mm-hmm. make sure that you become that person. So you, you know, cause they ain't going to want no half stepping like the men that's really securing themselves and that's really out here getting it. And that's really ready out here to love a woman. They're not half stepping when they're setting their standards. So we can't, mm-hmm. we cannot, we have to make sure we're up to par. Yeah, true. I I agree with that. I definitely think it's best to date yourself because when you date yourself, you can you you can learn what flaws you have, so you can know how mm-hmm. to check them. You know what I'm saying when you when you do start when you decide to get back into the dating field, and then it's like like you said, you know, be be what you want the man to do because like okay, you taking me to spas, it's like well I've already been doing this for myself. You adding to my happiness. Exactly. What you know, what I'm saying what 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 can I do for you? You know what I'm saying. I, I I like that. You know, to be a teammate. But I also think, and I need to do this myself to get out of our head so much. Because yes, listen, I'm guilty for this. Queen K, don't hang up the phone. But I'm guilty for this. I have like talked to guys in the past, and like you know, say if I'm hearing from them like a couple days, and then like I don't hear from them one day, I will think the worst. Did I do something wrong? Or he probably <laughs> think fucking oh, worse. And then be like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he's just taking time for himself today. Like I will overthink it. Or if I'm calling and they don't answer, damn, I knew I was calling too much. Yeah, I'm I'm overdoing it. You know what I'm saying? I'ma just yeah, take and say, sorry, I butt died in my accident. Because I don't want them <laughs> why you think we friends? I don't want them to think like, oh, she being a nagger and stuff like that. And I remember this one guy was like, listen, relax. If I had a problem, I would tell you. So I need to get out of my head. Only address problems when it's time to address problems. Like, I've been playing damage control with every fucking aspect of my life now that I think about it. Because, like, Mm -hmm. huh, I need to really get out of my head and I need to just focus on myself you know what I'm saying like when I say it's really hard for me to focus on myself and balance a relationship I want to be able to nigga I'm writing okay I'll cuddle with you later but then I feel like I'm being mad and you know mm. I, I a real I, man I gonna understand finish. that you gotta go to a yes. he ain't even gonna trip yes but he's gonna but make you feel guilty but, Queen K, you know that we've had relationships where the guy will guilt trip you for having your own. Mm-hmm. So you can think that everybody is like that. And it's like that's yep. what I have to work on. And I just pray that when God blesses me with my soulmate that they're patient and understand that. But you hit it right on the nose. A real man will know. But it's like I got to get out of my head that, oh, my God, he's going to get so mad if I don't pay attention to him. Like, that. I'm fucked up. I'm fucked up. <laughs> oh, sorry. Girl, nope. I mean, you're not messed up because I've been there. I have been there. I've been with, uh, you know, a guy who made me feel guilty for loving on myself, for wanting to express who I was, has, and who have made me feel guilty for putting makeup on, baby, or weaving my hair. So I, I definitely understand. Mm. No, you can't call yourself crazy. You can't call yourself stupid. But it's the man. He has to be secure in who he is. They Real men understand, okay, my baby got to handle her business. I'm going to let her get her time because she let me mm. get mine, and then we're going to come together, and it's going to be great. Like, that's the type of energy I need in my life. So yes. where they at is the question. <laughs> where they at? You, you, just, you just made me think of something. Um, 
when you had said that, like, you know, that the God made guilt trip you for loving on yourself. I remember I had to be, like, 21, and I was talking to this guy. He was a Leo like me, biggest mistake of my fucking life. That's why I can't date Leo. But I remember <laughs> we was at a house party, and he was just not – he was just sad. Like, he was upset the whole time. And when I say I sat there and I asked him over and over again what's wrong, and he was like, I don't feel like talking about it. So I was always taught growing up, when a man is mad, give him his space. So that's what I did. And I remember, like, after that, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't call me for, like, a week. Like, he wasn't answering my phone calls, nothing. I should have been done, but here I am. I'm over here beating myself up. And I think when he finally did call, I'm like, well, you know, what's up with you? Why did you ghost? And he was like, because you ghosted me. You, you, you didn't sit right there with me the whole time. You gave me space, something that I didn't ask. And that shit plays with your mental because it's like, nigga, you didn't say shit at all. I, you, didn't, you didn't say that you didn't want no space. You just didn't want to talk. So, exactly. yes, I think, I, I think, like, honestly, being guilt trip is what plays a part, you know. It's just fucked up because I've been guilt tripped, like, by a lot of people, family, friends, and all. And that's what makes it very hard for people pleasers to, like, really say no. And it, I don't know. It's just fucked up. I'm getting off topic, but you just made me think about that. No, like, you know. I will never date another fucking Leo ever again. Just thinking about that <laughs> shit. Like, and it pissed me off. Like, it really did. Like, looking at this meme, it's like, I know that I'm 30, and I know that I still have time, but I just feel like, dog, I should have got this shit. I should have got this shit right in my teens, in my early 20s. But I'm not going to regret it. But I dated some fuck boys. I don't know. I feel mm-hmm. like we look at the good guys. We look at Russell Wilson as he's boring. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know which person said it. Uh, it was the rapper that said it about Sierra. Like, Sierra ain't really happy with him. Russell Wilson is a lame. Mm-hmm. We look at them. We look at them like the fucking lames, and we go after the Futures and the Drakes and shit like that. Yep. Give me a Russell, okay. baby. <laughs> yes. I'll be lame with him. I don't care. That man, you but I'm ain't not heard gonna lie though. No scandal, no nothing. But I'm not gonna lie though. I remember one time he was saying Happy Mother's Day to Sierra, and he was just giving her all these compliments. And I cringe like, "Oh, you doing too much." But it's like, mm-hmm. what? What is wrong yeah, with some that? of the stuff you know they be doing? I'd be like, "Oh, why are you talking to her like that?" <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's like this is their love language. It's just. We, we we feel it in the books, like poetic justice and all these love stories. We feel it, yeah. but when we get it in real life, we're doing too much. I'm just all over the place mm-hmm. with this. Um, I ain't got much else to say. <laughs> I got I got dragged with that meme. That's all I'm gonna say. I got dragged with that, but that's you my. You got me dragged right along say. with you. <laughs> you got me Whatever. dragged too. I'm right behind you, holding on to your ankles, bitch. <laughs> like I'm just saying, Shoot. man, we are sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm yeah, working on myself. you know what? And I'll apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Not all of y'all are like that, but ooh. Uh, anyways, okay. Well, got to keep working on us. That was dope, though. I like that. Yeah. Freestyle a little. That's so true. Um, <laughs> so to our listeners tonight, uh, y'all, before we segue into the end of the show, um, I just want to say for our listeners tonight, tell us something that spoke out to y'all. Y'all, y'all know that y'all can go on our Instagram page at Queens with Vows and Visions on Instagram. Y'all can comment under there, um, like it, thank you. Show us, you know, show us that y'all tuned in, or 
Um, you can comment under uh, the flyer post on my page. My personal page on Facebook is Kinnett Renfro, and uh, mm-hmm. Complex is Natasha Williams. So, you know, come on, y'all. Tell us what y'all thinking about tonight's episode. Tell us what part really stood out to y'all. Uh, we would love to hear y'all feedback. Um, but, yeah, yeah so we're going to go right on into Complex's no apology spot for the week and followed by the self-affirmations. Go ahead, Complex. You got the floor. Oh, shit. I ain't got no self-affirmation tonight. I'm sorry, y'all. I mean, but I'm I got... sorry, y'all. My bad. So it's I'm at the no apology spot. No, it's cool, but, you know, we're going to be back next week. We, but I got two no apology thoughts. So the first one is, um, I got these from Epiphanies. So the first one is, once you stop caring what others think of you, is when you start taking back control of you. Um, mm-hmm. Like me and Queen K said, you know, being compared and everything, like being critiqued by anyone messes with your mental. Being compared to others messes with your mental. But you have to just really let go of what they say and tune into what you know about yourself. That's how you take control mm-hmm. of yourself. Like, you know, me, I used to always tell people, like, oh, you know, I'm very uncomfortable about this. Can you help me with this? Oh, really? And they would basically feed into it. Like I told you that one girl when I said I'm, I don't feel comfortable, you know what I'm saying, like trying on clothes because I've gained so much weight. So she felt like, oh, she's insecure about that? Well, let me nitpick at everything else. No. Mm-hmm. Only, even if you're feeling uncomfortable, don't show them. You know what I'm saying? Like take back control of you by just, you know, okay, you don't like this, I like it. You know what I'm saying? Like fuck what yep. other people say. Just fuck it. And the other one is learning to be intentional with yourself will allow you to be intentional with others, especially the ones who mm. feel tricky. Be intentional in every aspect of your life. Tell people what it is up front, even the ones who will guilt trick you. If they ask you to do something and you say no, damn, why? Because I don't feel like it. When you ain't got to say it like that, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it like that. I'm just telling you, be intentional. Because once they see that they have no power over you, they're going to they gonna stop doing that. They're going to go to somebody else. They only do it yep. because you allow it. I'm telling you. Yes. Don't say no and start normalizing saying no without explaining it. You know, like, that's what I want to yep. do. I want to be able to say no with no explanation. So Thank you. Let your no name. be your no, baby. Yes. So those are my two no apology thoughts. <laughs> but that was a girl. <laughs> me I'm going to start shouting. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, uh, with that being said, I'm Complex Angel, and I'm the Vibe. And I'm Queen K. I'm the Vision. And peace and love. We out, y'all. Peace and love.